In order for shame to be rendered powerless in our lives, we must be witnessed. We must be seen. Your gifting is going to seem like things that are just very obvious. They're going to seem like, well, everybody can be this welcoming. Everybody can see that moment where I just saw it. It's going to feel like anybody could do it. And that's what makes it your gifting. Watch how people avoid the face of somebody in need or asking who makes you uncomfortable. Every one of those faces reveal God. We have to remember our past and recount the things that God has done for us. And then that gives us faith to keep going to where he wants us to be. Guys, welcome back to the Ansons Podcast. I'm Blaine. And I'm Sam. And today... We are having a conversation about music. And in my defense, this was your idea. Yeah. And I say in my defense because this is a conversation about music and the feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if it was an episode that you came up with, we might be dissecting it a little bit. It might be more about like, yeah, uh, Mm. music and ranges of human, blah, 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 blah. blah. Can you make yourself sound more interesting? (laughs) Can you make yourself sound more interesting? (laughs) Story of my life right now. You sound disinterested in yourself. That's terrible. (laughs) Talk about this later. Yeah, this episode for me was born out of, maybe some of you listened to the episode uh, aired a while ago now um, that we did with Dan Allender on the topic of depression. I used a metaphor in there that has been on my mind. And it's the idea that uh, you can go to the beach and have a cigarette and the cigarette burns brightly and intensely and is done rather briefly. And I think that that is possible with emotions and with things in the back of our mind. That if we are able to step aside from our normal rhythm and enter into them, that we actually can expose what's going on and really maybe feel it more intensely than we'd like, but have it be a briefer, more intentional experience. So this episode with music for me, I wanted it to be like, it's part memory, it's part songs that for me part songs, part artists. I mean, we're going to be scratching the surface here on this episode, but some of them are ones that take me back to certain stages of life, certain emotions, certain chapters ending and closing. Some of them felt like initiation in the moment. And some of them, I didn't know how important they were to me until long after the fact, like it was the season that they were in that made the song important. It's kind of all over the place. Yes. An example is helpful. And Just to name at the beginning, there is an invitation here. Uh, We will give you on Spotify and we'll let you know in the show notes where these songs are. We're not really trying to persuade you to adopt the Blaine and Sam mixtape. Although obviously we're biased because we think these are good. Though it's very good. They were formative to us. Anyway, this is an invitation to both pay attention to the parts of experience we're talking about here and then to let let the songs that have meant something to you come back with maybe a bit of a prompt to return to those, push into those, and see what it was that your heart was trying to tell you in that season through that song. Okay, (laughs) the topic itself may cause you to put your guard down or make you want to skip it. Um, And if you are Luke Tilden, this episode is actually for your musical education so that you can show your face in public again. 
that's why I haven't seen Luke in so long. Yeah, I know. He's like, fighting told- shame over not knowing music. <laughs> he did. I know that when so well. When he didn't well. know who Bruce Springsteen was, I told him he couldn't leave his house. Yeah. I'm someone also who, man, musical shame is a thing for me as an aside because I have a very obsessive brain. So I can listen to not just the same song, but the same 15 to 20 seconds. Of- oh, and it usually is. You know, there's like a 30 second yeah, part of, of a, a song. Of one of the songs I'm going to play here later. <laughs> over and like, over again. Oh, I just want to ride that high. You just. <clears throat> oh, there it is. And I remember one of my college gonna- roommates being so shocked, who was a music major. Yeah. And observing me very scientifically when he noticed, I noticed that you just listened to the first 40 seconds of that song and then kind of automatically just hit back on your keyboard and kept on doing what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm. this is going to be maybe a little bit free associated in case you guys hadn't picked up on that yet. Um, I have a list of artists and my brain has a list of the song I want to play with that artist. And so this is part musical education for Luke. You're welcome. This is part what I think music has the power to do for me. And I am not a music major. You've already alluded to the fact that you're not by way of separating yourself from your roommate. And there's a whole music theory and some interesting stuff with the brain that we're just not going to go into. That's why this is a lighter episode because I can't handle all that stuff. There's too many asides. There's too many rabbit trails. No, we're talking about... The Eagles. Where are you? I'm in Moab right now, or I'm on my way to Moab. Running down the road, trying to loosen my load. Got a world of trouble nope, on women my, on my mind. mind. Here we go. Looking for only oh, oh, me three. <laughs> <laughs> really Watch your friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> easy. Take uh, it you, easy. You, had, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you for sure had one of the, the choruses. <laughs> Was the wrong one, but uh, if you the Eagles, yeah, tell me why we're listening to the Eagles. Okay, part of this is like some some artists and some songs from those artists. They're like they are childhood, and there are moments I've noticed these days where I actually need to go back into some of those memories and some of those moments to care for younger places in me. Mm. We haven't been able to get out to Moab for several years, and the last time we did, it had been wow, a decade since the last trip out there. And however long it had been, one thing was clear. I wasn't 12, and I wasn't driving the Suburban down these dirt roads with you and Luke and Jesse and Nick hanging on the running boards. And if mom had been able to see it, Oh my gosh, she would have been terrified. So even in the the present day revisiting, it's still not what it was then. And for some reason, music is able to do it better. Yeah. And you said immediately, you knew that we were back in Moab. I knew that we were back in Moab. One of the things that you're identifying with music is that as much attention as has been paid to mindfulness, to the skills of returning to the present moment, to the need to voluntarily participate in our own experience, like to give our attention. There are some things that are shortcuts, and music is one of the great 
if not shortcut, at least tools that we can use to hone in on what it is that we are experiencing. Yeah. You know, we've had this conversation in other places about this is why I like language so much is because it's like the repository of experience. There is a wealth mm-hmm. uh, of experience in two ways. There's a wealth of experience as it's been observed, and there's a wealth of experience as it's been processed in music, and then especially in music as it uh, comes to play a role in our stories. So in in this rousing game of where are you? Oh, good. You're, you've got some to ring the table too, because I've got approximately 40 artists over here. It's going to be an interesting episode. Okay. I can just go back and forth. All right, where are you right now? <laughs> yeah. Good. I had Tom Petty pulled up next too. That is so funny. Yeah, I was gonna go with. Um, Yeah, uh, Tom Petty, similar, same same stage. I'm still in Moab. I'm still in that like that age of um, music is coming to me from my peers, but mostly from our father. And I've uh, I love that we're starting out with these artists because they they reveal like we were taught that worship can be rock and roll from the OG gangster, Craig McConnell himself. That's right. Who would just be... And now being brought closer to God. One of the great Craig McConnell lines about Credence, Creedwater Revival is, it doesn't make sense and it's from God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... um, We'll just do a couple here to continue that like there I would say, um, along with Tom Petty and the Eagles, uh Paul Simon. I'll pull up a song from him. Oh yeah. James Taylor. Van Morrison coming next on that list. Van Morrison. Um and you too. Oh yeah. I believe that this this playlist, this body of music, uh oh. In the wild heart vocabulary, it would be the Cowboy Ranger, Restless Heart. Uh, the world is bigger than you think, but there's a place for you in it, yes. and you should go. Yes, You should go because there's an invitation that's for you to see more of the world with God. So if, you, if you're like Luke, and I'm going to stop picking on you now, and you haven't listened to Graceland, the album... That'd be, that'd be, I hope that's none of our listeners. I love you guys, and it's okay. I hope that it's none of you. But I'm telling you, the song Graceland has one of the greatest... Not just the song, the album. Yeah, but the song. Okay, we're not going to listen to that one. We're going to listen to You Can we're Call Me Out. We're not going to listen Man walks down the street. It's a street in a strange world. Maybe it's a third world. Maybe it's his first time around. 
A man walks down the street, he says, why am I soft, soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle of the rest of my, my life, life is so hard? I need a why Seven Blaine Don't Do Karaoke? Is that the name of this episode? Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon, cartoon graveyard, all the feels. Alright, I should have been drinking for this episode. We just need to honor the fact that this album has one of the greatest analogies in music. Wait, okay. The Mississippi Delta is shining like a national guitar. Ooh. Wow. And it's like my poetry class where I just pretended to know what they were talking about. It's like, it's good. Okay, this song by James Taylor has been played in my house more this year than maybe ever before. And it is partly that I'm trying to brainwash my wife and let me go and let us go as a family. Wait. But, oh, can I guess what it is? Yeah, go ahead. James Taylor. Uh, this is not Sweet Baby James. Nope. Yeah, what are what, what are we listening to? It's not Fire and Rain. It's uh, this one right here. Way down here. You need a reason to move. You do kind of have a thing with Mexico that I feel Way like I don't have. Here. Oh, this song's amazing. And Barry, I, I guess we're totally talking over everything. Mexico. Yeah. I never really been. That line was written for me, so I don't really know. Just got to go. That stray dog bit our brother. <laughs> that did happen. That's true. That's fair. A jellyfish almost <laughs> killed one of us. You got another one for me? Because I'm already over here with the who. You're over here with the Who. Oh gosh, you hadn't. This was high school for me. This was like one of those. I'm gonna keep listening to the music I want to listen to in addition to Jack Johnson. Participating in experiences. So you've said the experience. I'm cutting you off here to get you on on track. Thank you. And the track is that, that I want is you that to be what you've been on. doing your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I, I need my Fu Manchu right now. All this time, I have been trying to point you Back to your path. To the path. Go ahead. Did you have something that you... Uh, no, I'm just wondering, are we still in the genre yeah. that is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The past. That's, this is all... That's the that's the cowboy ranger... Cowboy ranger phase. That is. All right. Uh, I want you to give me one, and I'm going to tell you an experience that's related to the song, and then I'm going to give you one, and you have to yeah, tell me what fine. the experience Yeah, that's fine. All right, is. here we go. Oh... It's so good. I guess this is one of those not all music is for everyone songs. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, you no. weren't a teenager feeling this in your soul? I felt a lot of things in my soul, but I think that like redundant and intense melodies, they just... It's why it's this like, coming from the guy who repeats the first thirty seconds of a song over and over again. You would think yeah, so, but this is why Coldplay and I have had a rough relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know where I am with that. You song. ever like not? You In not fact, like something just because it's cool, and then you realize later on it's just good, and you need to get over it. Yeah, your mustache. Like every time you've had one. <laughs> All right. Where are you? Many rivers to cross, and I still haven't found my way. Jimmy Cliff. Mm. 
what emotions are you feeling as you're driving your Volkswagen bug? I can smell the Russian olive trees of uh, the transition towards Cane Creek Road. Try to sing this song. I want to hear your... Oh, my gosh. No. Emily decided she wanted to listen to music too. She did. (laughs) Sucker. Emily does not want to be a part of this episode. (laughs) She wants my kids to go to sleep. Oh, man. All right. Suman, take me into another dimension of human experience. I'm going to let you like riff. Um, I noticed you haven't played any. You haven't played any Bob Dylan. You haven't played any George Thorogood and the Destroyers. Oh, here's some U2. Do you want to see how much I sound like Bono? Nope. Like, might help us not get sued, though. I want to tell you. Who are you thinking of? Uh, Who am I thinking of? Yes. Probably Nick Barkalow. Really? Oh, that's dad. That is dad and date shakes. Oh, date shakes. Uh, When we drove to Joshua Tree, we couldn't find, like, the cool cactus we wanted, so we got the stupid one. Yeah, we did. Do you remember that? I do remember that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's a... It's a, it's a story. All right, I'm just going to give you guys a couple more you who are find uh, exploring the Western United States. <laughs> hey, remember when you were looking for that cactus? <laughs> it was a dry cactus. That's leading people in the dark hardcore. Oh, yeah. Now it's Morgan. Want to tell you a story? <laughs> I remember listening to this song. About the house when blue. And Dad, it constructed me as a high schooler. But you know, we never drink just to get drunk. What? Which was a relevant lesson, but it kind of... That was what he told you. It kind of interrupted a song that's mostly about that. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. <laughs> yeah, so. My favorite part of that song, and maybe Barry, you can make it happen, is... My, my <laughs> she all hollered about it backwards. She was like, you're going to get none of it. I said, but I'm tired. Said, I saw you today. You were standing up against a pole. You were trying to get no job. I, I said, said, but I'm, I'm just tired. Kind of tired. I've been working all day. Do you love that because it's just a, like a little window into marriage life? <laughs> <laughs> I said, but I'm tired. <laughs> um, all right. Um, somebody I once knew um, said this guy's name is The Boss. How dare you? This song has the greatest moment in the history of rock and roll in it. Barry's going to wish you had said that when we were playing in the background. Maybe we ride mean, you know, out you know on the streets is. of runaway American dreams. Best part about it, Bruce, um, is you can do your sort of drunk voice while singing <laughs> along. The, how dare you? You take that back right now on on air about Bruce Brigstein. You know, no, no, he, he doesn't sound like that. You sound like that when you're mimicking. Yeah. It, kind of, it depends different. on the song. Uh, I have friends who don't like Bruce Springsteen, and they not only are they missing, anymore. yeah, we don't talk anymore. <laughs> and where I take people who don't like Bruce Springsteen is mm-hmm. either to uh, the album Nevada. You we, mean Nebraska? What an embarrassing moment! Um, I mean those N states; they all they're all the same. Nebraska. Previously, it's unreleased. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The director's oh, it was the got Nevada director's <laughs> cut. Nebraska. Yeah. But usually if a person does not like Bruce Springsteen. Yes. And they're failing. What I think is interesting about Bruce Springsteen is that he admits he was never a part of the world that he wrote his songs about. It was the world of his dad. Yeah. 
And that can't relate to that at all. Would you like to say anything more about that, Sam? Nope. Okay. Well, it's a little bit like Johnny Cash writing songs that he didn't really have firsthand experience with until he until he, he like made it real, hyper reality. Yeah, Baudrillard. So if it's the Cowboy Ranger stage, one thing that I thought was interesting about the teens, I have a theory here. I'm going to try it on for the first time. Yeah, see how it fits. But that some of the holding places for the experiences that are pretty devastating that we talked about in a previous episode that take place in your 20s. Yeah, the holding places for those experiences are opened in your teens, but you don't necessarily have something to to put in that holding place. Hmm. However, there are songs that talk about it, and it can actually, you know, if if Dan Allender on a recent episode was right, and that our hearts are meant to bear despair, insofar as we are actually meant to be attuned in terms of longing to the restoration of all things, then many of these songs help us uh, build a really important capacity, which is, let's say, to be present to despair or pain without going totally into nihilism and anguish. Mm-hmm. And that is one of Bruce Springsteen's great contributions to the world. I mean, if you can listen to this song and not feel anything, go to a hospital. I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know what else to say. <laughs> That's it. I come from down in the valley where Mr. When you're young they bring you up to I mean, is there a song that taps so much into... Is that from Nevada? No. No, I'm uh, kidding. It's Nevraska. Nebraska. You don't understand. I've never made this mistake before. And we're finally recording. And uh, Sorry. I just need to know, Bruce, that I know that you're listening. Don't and need to rub your nose in it. The next time we hang out, I'm going to explain to you yeah, yeah. how much I loved the album when I graduated college. That's from The River, Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the titular track. So good. Fathers and sons, the experience of exile. Those opening lines, I feel like I can remember the first time I heard that song and it had just kind of uh, an essence of being a stranger, but you're from a place that has a legacy, that has an identity. And though if someone, when I left town, was like, what is the legacy of Colorado Springs? I wouldn't have sung the river to them, and I wouldn't even even have had words for it. Yeah, or have thought that there was one. Right. There's something that's tapped into about uh, being a remnant, being a remnant before the return of Jesus, being the remnant of a shattered people. That's represented so freaking well. In yeah. that song. Well, it's all downhill from Blaine's uh, expositions on Bruce Springsteen to the rest of these artists. Do you want? I'm gonna, I'm I want to give you more Bruce enter, Springsteen. No, no, I enter a new category here in the music that I wrote down and chose to share today because uh, it is a bit of like walking through different ages and and experiencing that grief or that longing or experiencing like I, I wish I had these places. Um, those are for sure the artists I go to. Then there's the. My high school years for music were like crazy. It was just the internet was really exploding. I'm so I didn't go to the record store, you weirdos. I don't know how old you are in order to do that, Barry. But I do know that it was like just this this collage of craziness. And and yet, so it's gonna be super personal for me and it's gonna be very different for each one of you. I have enjoyed returning to some of those artists 
and some of their songs that I listened to in that season, when I am feeling that identity angst that comes along, and I know that I'm not alone in that feeling, but I'm 32. Well, I'm old enough now to be wondering how old I am. So that's exciting. And there's moments where I go, I, I feel like I'm still 16 inside. I feel like I'm still just driving my bug. I feel like I'm, I, who let me have a job? Who let me buy a house? They didn't make me sign anything when I had kids. I didn't have to pass a class. This is crazy. They'll let you do anything these days. As long as you can survive till you're 18. And so when I'm feeling that sense of like incongruence with how old I am now, how old I am inside, I love returning to music from that time. So Again, this is going to be super personal for you, but for me, one of the first ones that comes to mind is Neutral Milk Hotel. Oh, man. King of Carrot Flowers. That takes me a lot of places. Probably only takes you one, but... It takes me... It actually takes me to a, a theater that was called the Egyptian and kind of the weird experience I had. What? But, That's crazy. <laughs> uh... Not driving up to Monarch? That's where I thought I was going to take you. No way. That hurts this, me. <laughs> this, the, the, the Beirut, the Neutral Milk Hotel. Yeah, Beirut's on my list too. Don't worry. Oh, man. Uh, that just makes me mad. I just don't like... <laughs> I, it's okay. You uh, don't the, like my music. That's I fine. I am telling you. So the repository of experience is also yeah, right? the part of experience that's like... There's people I can't listen to ever again. What? Yeah. Uh, what are the things that you could not understand what are the things that you, where you did not belong, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like Modest Mouse for that reason. Oh, yeah. Interesting and relevant as well. Uh, hey, what do, you feel about, what do you feel about this song? Oh. Well, I remember Dad found the CD because we still would like make your own CDs at that yeah. time. And then there was the Killers Hot Fuss and he looked at that and he was like... What are you guys listening to? I'm not sure how I feel about this. Like, you didn't even listen to it. Just because it says hot bus. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. But <laughs> listen to the, song the killers. Ah, talk about what it makes me like feel. Jesus, but more than you'll ever know. Whoa, what a line, man. Sheesh. Uh, yeah, no, the killers should have been on my list. I can't believe I forgot about them. But good job. Kudos on you. How about uh, Coconut Records? Uh, see, again, I don't know how I feel about this moment. For a second there, I thought you disappeared. Rains a lot this time of year. Miss you. I the West This is, you know, interesting aside here. I have never, even to this day, been with it music guy. Yeah, that's a that's a personality. Almost, almost with it. Almost like that thirty second thing that applies to most medium media most genres of work where it's like yeah kind of i kind of get in a place and camp out yeah so uh you know when i found it was like oh you too that's awesome they have an album called joshua tree that's all i need oh my gosh they have another album yeah. called war crazy i'll check that out yeah. there's more and then it was like they're still making music i don't know if i want to listen to that because i kind of like what i have right uh, Susie would be appalled because I think U2 is one of her favorites of all time but yeah it was the same I'd be like she'd put on something and Susie I, I wouldn't is, know who it was she's yeah. like this is U2 still I'm like no 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 U2 is one album what are you talking about it's like 
the it music person can be really condescending and All make right. you not want to be a music person. So I hope we're not conveying that, but maybe we are. What's interesting about the high school songs is that I think that for me, most of these songs are vicarious. We're like, these are third person songs because I, I remember seeing someone in high school with a Jack Johnson shirt, and I was like, I can't believe you've heard of Jack Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought that only me and Nick Barcolo and you <laughs> yeah. knew about Jack Johnson, this singer, this acoustic singer songwriter. And it was like, no, <laughs> yeah. Every every fourteen to twenty two year old girl on the planet knows about Jack Johnson. So and we will not be playing any Jack Johnson right even now. Even those in the Taiga. So I think that there's a little bit of for me. I would say in the record of music that the years of kind of fourteen to eighteen are a little bit of a black hole. Yeah, where it was like. What is this stuff that you are listening to? Oh, so that's a triggering for you when I play my stuff. Uh, that's what I mean. It's it's all very uh, very unique. I'll give you another one. Oh, I do like this one. This is classic. Alan's a huge Bon Iver fan. I don't know what we're going to use from this, but I need this right now. Come on, skinny love, just lay singing. Could just be that one line and I'd be like, I'm there. Ooh, good. We're, we're coming back variety. there. We're going to come back. Oh, no. You're By the way, me, Justin Vernon and I have never gotten along as well. Oh, I'm, yeah. That's okay. It's just... Maybe this is the, the place to expose the variety of experience. But some of these artists I view as uh, the enemy of everything that we're trying to build in the restoration of all things. See, that's what's so interesting. I probably had one of my most spiritual concerts ever at a Bon Iver concert, and it just felt like it was haunting and beautiful and drawing on I'll bet it was longing. haunting. Which spirits were at that spiritual? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Some people can order the spicy burrito. Other people get the pico, and they say it's too hot. I like the pico. Uh, this is one of the first songs that I ever like learned by heart. Where I was like, I don't know what's going on with this. Is this Eminem? Oh, Eminem is coming later. <laughs> yeah, okay. Eminem owns Asian. a very important part yeah. of the experience of a young man, and we're gonna get to that in just a second. Is that Black Eyed yeah, Peas? That's a Black Eyed Peas, man. That's See, like circa know. high school. Yeah. Uh, some people were like in elementary school or younger when this came out, I know. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless. Like you guys are so old. And the rest of you are like, you guys are so young. What are you even listening to? You want to know the movie that told me that um, hip-hop was a thing? Uh, Hitch. Office Space. <laughs> okay. Because they listened to Gangsta Boys. Yeah, no, that was a bunch of white guys listening to gangster music and Which, curb stomping printers. Uh, gangsta Boys. Awesome. Somehow they're okay in contributing to the restoration <laughs> vision. I feel like there's some inconsistencies here. <laughs> they- some songs I just uh, love because they're freaking weird. 
Can you guess the artist? Oh, it's right there. No, I don't have it. I heard about this frog. I did a dance to this song did in you? college. But it's also very special. You can only find it in the jungle. So far away from me. Anyway, that's M83, and you've heard their songs if you've mm. ever been outside oh, yeah. in this last decade. Um, but... Not the one you might have thought I would play, and I freaking love it. What about this frog? Can I give you an emotional prompt? Very special. Okay, so how about this? Yes. Uh, Cowboy Ranger exploration of the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Holding places for experiences, Mm. really good and really bad Mm -hmm. that maybe you haven't actually had yet. Mm. And I know that that was that was certainly true for me. In some parts of the teenage years and the music that I began to find, that it was like, whoa, I, I definitely have the emotional holding place for this song, but I don't know what it's trying to prepare me for mm-hmm. until I lived through the 20s and experienced both rapture and joy and yes. some real devastation. And yes. then, even like the, it was the simpler songs. It was going back to the songs that kind of identified those things. My other college reputation was when I didn't or couldn't keep up with like Bonnie Bear, Bonnie Bear, Bonnie Bear, Bon Iver, Bon Iver, Bon Iver, Old Justin. Nobody called uh, him that. Not even himself. JJ. <laughs> I was like film score guy. It was like, oh, yeah. you know what music is awesome. The Enyo Morricone, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I wouldn't listen to Gladiator recreationally. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Maybe if I had to get ready for some kind of battle. <laughs> so your test. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> you should have. Survey British literature midterm. <gasps> what about beginning to navigate love? Sufjan Stevens. Oh, they got that haunting. Why am I crying? I'm not crying. What's this wetness on my face thing going for me? <laughs> All right, I've got two for you. All right. Last night I dreamed that I was a child Out where the pines grow Wild and tall Yep. Good stuff. These are, I believe, are all in the category that is young man's identity formation. I feel like this whole thing is understanding of history, understanding of place in the world. Oh, okay. It's Brandy Carlisle, man. Come on. Sometimes lose my faith in luck. I don't know what I wanna be when I grow up. I just count the rain, wearing the floor to the How about uh, the head and the heart? I played the song to some of my fellow RAs last time we hung out in my room. So last time we actually hung out, and it's been twelve years. A year from now. 
will all be gone. I want to know if the thesis is that participating in our experiences is a choice that sometimes we have to go deeper in. And often, I don't want to. Even you start playing that song, which describes a very important and intense part of parting. It is a separation song. I want to make a joke or uh, or make you stop it. Not because the song's not good. It's great. And I think there's also something that's interesting where, actually, it's the novelist Zadie Smith who tells people, don't be too good for pop art, for popular art. It's telling you really important things about maybe the core body of shared experiences, which is why they're all about love lost or they're about lust or they're about thwarted desire or anger. Like they're either about positive elements or the seven deadly sins. Yeah. And to go, some of these things that are, oh, I don't listen to the head and the heart. I listen to trampled by turtles or, oh, they're too big for me. I listen to the red beard guy at my local bar, whatever. Many of these people are actually doing a really good job at leading me into the intense parts of a person's life, a a young man's life especially. And I want to know what your method is, Sam. I want to know how much of this is voluntary, how much of these songs you choose, how many of them come along. Like, what is the the early songs? They are the background track. They're the music that plays in dad's car and you pick it up. But what happens next? A lot of the music just finds you, like art finds you. Different books will strike you, different paintings will strike you, and you'll find some resonance with it for a season or for a moment or for a lifetime. And what I've noticed is all of that is still with us, all of those places, all of those memories, all those emotions. And at any given moment, I can choose to ignore them or enter into them. Sometimes we'll just do a practice of try and remember moments in your childhood of feeling accepted and of wonder. And the memories probably aren't there right away. And you have to sit with them and bring them back. And that's a really good practice. And in other cases, you might be feeling lonely and isolated and you just have this highlight reel of all the times where people mocked you and all the times that people were unkind to you. And there was probably music to help get you through that. And I would say, go back to that music. Listen to it on full blast. Make the neighbors come over and ask you to turn your music down. There is something in you that needs to, back to that metaphor of the cigarette at the beach, enter into it fully and you actually maybe swim with the current rather than fight it and potentially drown. And again, with my issue with metaphors, like there's a lot going on in them. And so that, I don't listen to that song very often, but if I'm feeling particularly like I'm missing people from a past season, I will go back. I will go seek it out and find it and sit in it because I have learned it is better to engage it on purpose than to be engaging it passively in the background and not know why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. Yeah, that's so good. There's this dimension of paying attention. So simple, but Mm -hmm. whether or not it's the background track or the thing that you discovered most of the time, the music that's helping you participate in your own life is telling you something that's a level deeper than you understand. And so 
here's an example. There's a huge body of humanity who don't understand the vital importance of country music and bluegrass. <laughs> and I'll just go, it's time to be deprogrammed and to enter back in to these real human goods, these basic good parts of uh, living in God's universe. And no, that sometimes when you turn on the country music station, that is the right thing to do. Beer don't keep, love's not cheap, trucks don't wreck themselves. Mama ain't a shrink, dad ain't a bank, and God ain't a wishing where. Dude, the time in my life I most listened to country music was when we lived in the Twin Cities in the middle of winter. In that season, it was the polar vortex, negative 40. And it was great because all country music is about beer and beach parties and pontoon boats, which I know you love so much. Pontoon boats. And they're generally respectful of the women in their lives. And it's like, it was wonderful. I was listening to that song because country radio is one of my presets on my It's also the only thing where you live now, so <laughs> just embrace I, it. I, 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 just trying to belong, you know? <laughs> Landin. <laughs> I was like listening to that song on the highway, and all of a sudden, it uh, it's kind of going through the chorus, and this is just good old Eric Church, and he, you know, gets back to like this line that was very simple, but it was, and maybe straightforward, but it just went in. And some things you don't get back again. And all of a sudden, I'm just crying in the car to a country song. So it's, it's potentially embarrassing for two reasons. <laughs> uh, but sitting there, sitting in it, going and finding the song, playing it again later mm-hmm. to figure out what the heck is going on. Uh being one of the great reasons to look up what was that song that you heard or ask your friend, who the heck are you listening to and why is it getting my attention so deeply? I was like, oh, uh, what this song, it's, it's not emotionally graphic. Like the melodies are, don't really pull on your heartstrings the way that like the Civil Wars did back ah, in the day. So good. Uh, but instead, it it was the straightforwardness of the song. It was mm-hmm. going... In this age, there's some things you don't get back again that lanced the both the loneliness, the forward momentum, how weird it is to live on this side of the return of Jesus that needed some words put to it and needed to be engaged for me to be doing well. Yep. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to just hit you with a few really quick that enter into that season of like, I'm leaving the cowboy, but there's a lot of play left. And that that really does blur into these next two categories for me. Um, Like a a teaser of what's to come. One of the things that helped my family get through the season of lockdowns and may help our family get through the season of lockdowns that might be coming again is play and is dance and is... Like there's a whole, there's a whole, that's a teaser of what's coming. But this, uh, I've got a few pieces here that are either deeply emotional and tugging on these. There's a lot going on internally in this season. And if you listened to the episode we did on depression, then you'll know specifically there was a lot of things going on for me as I'm beginning to feel really, really deeply and not have words for why all of the time. 
Music was a great means of amplifying it, of entering into it, and of sometimes walking out of it. Now, there's a lot of emo depressing things I listen to that I'm not including here because they just they didn't last the test of time. They were great for a moment. Oh my gosh, so many things are great for a moment. Um, but that's not what we're doing here. Otherwise, we'd be here for like a whole week. So here's what's here's here's what's up next, Blaine. Not great song. World time has a way of throwing it all in your face. The past she is haunted, the future is laced. Heartbreak, you know, drives a big black car. I swear I was in the backseat. Gregory Allen Isaacov should be on everybody's playlist. And that line, heartbreak, you know, drives a big black car. It's where I was in the backseat just minding my own. So, so good. Beirut does make my list. Ah, Beirut is like Europe semester, feeling unknown, feeling the need to dance in the middle of chaos. Well, it's been a long time, long time now, since I've seen you smile. Sure, you like this guy. Love, love, I mean, everybody likes Jose Gonzalez, so. <laughs> Good. Because <laughs> he passed the test of being there a person. Are a few. I mean, if like Bruce Springsteen and Jose are both real human goods. Yes. Uh, okay. You were supposed to be talking about play, and you made me feel big emotions again. So no, no, that was my last. That was my that was my teaser. Now we're shifting. I'm shifting into play. That was okay. my last round of like heart ache. Um, Enter into Jose Gonzalez, Gregory and Isaacov. Um, I remember hearing. So I don't like re- reductionists some... ever, but I remember oh. hearing a lecture on pop music and the brain, and it was like it's very exciting for the brain, and that's why you feel good. That was one of the things that made me part from the academy and just really begin to view them as the worst. Oh, uh, like the lowest form of human intelligence, lowest <laughs> life forms, maybe. <laughs> that's horrible. It was like, I'm sorry. Are are you absolutely kidding me? Have you ever read anything besides your own work or the body of content immediately relevant? No, no. No. I'm sorry. If I put a neuron in a jar and fired pop music at it. Oh yeah. I could not create the experience of potentially release, rapture, comedy. I mean, what Beekner nails in the book, The Gospel is Tragedy, Comedy and Fairy Tale. We're kind of working backwards. But it's like when you begin to tune into your own, own experience, there's a carrying of grief. Then there really is an identifying of how strange it is. But when Beekner gets to fairy tale, he really does identify some of the, in my opinion, pop music elements, which are like there is a wonder to redemption that is almost embarrassing to believe in. There's a wonder to reconciliation that you sometimes experience, let's say, dancing at a wedding. Mm -hmm. It's kind of embarrassing to be a part of. There is a humor to the fact that we have hope when it would make sense to have despair that is real humor that's represented in pop music. So uh, here's some important Portland mid-aughts oh, dance yeah. music for yeah, you. Here we go. Einstein Desire is a burning fire Inside your insides <laughs> And I'm alone for the 
Oh my okay. gosh, Blaine, what on earth is that? That's right there? No. your... We don't have enough time to linger and unpack it, but yes, we You just need to said. understand. So funny. This is an album, the theme of which is two people from the future <laughs> are time traveling it's awesome. back to clubs and they get and they get trapped. You had a weird phase there too. So you good. A, yes. All right, so here's some of my both... Entry, like I love your exhibition on pop, so I begin to blur some of mine because guess what? Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, uh, Danny Ocean, who's just like the first song on here that has had over a billion plays on Spotify, uh, Becky G, Avicii, Levels, oh, and Odessa, oh my gosh, like. Starting off with Avicii. I'm sorry, could you not just start dancing? Like, I feel, immediately? It feels great. Oh. Listen, oh, I know you don't I, all I listen to Viva Latino on uh, Spotify, but I know that you do, and I do, and that you exercise to it. If somebody wants to buy me a Becky G t shirt and send it to me, I will wear it. Don't Way do, too often. Sam has too many t-shirts. If you think you're too good for Ariana Grande, just listen to this song. Ah. Tell me why you gotta look at me that way. You know what it does to me. So baby, what you trying to say? Hey, lately I wanna see what type of man. You know where your hands should be. So baby, what you come shining? Okay, maybe it's too spicy for some uh, of you. Wait, no, I have some questions repent. for you before you give us even more from yes. your pop hit list. And people are going to request the playlist. So I, know, I should have been Xing out Darren, the names on the list. Darren, it's up to you to make the uh, Spotify playlist. <laughs> I have to have, decode what uh, I wrote over. The Ensign's musical guide to uh, the masculine journey. We've created a couple of playlists, but they haven't been Sam's musical guide to the masculine journey. I know that we're, we're like Way over briefly now. running out of time here. Yes, keep going. But So I have a couple of questions for you. Mm. How about what is a part of the young man's life, of the life in the 20s, that you feel like music actually introduced you to on the front end? Not uh, helped interpret to you, but forecasted to you, told you about before it happened. Yeah, um, music, I mean, obviously try to control what kids listen to because it goes off the deep end. It goes off the deep end pretty fast and we could point to a lot of the songs and artists out there that just basically, it seems like they're asking themselves the question, can I get away with this? And the world these days says, yes, absolutely. And they've been saying that for a while and music is one of the right. ways that that expresses itself first. So I get it. With a related question of uh, music is power, can power be misused? Uh, yes. Yeah, there's a there's a long history of that going all the way back to the beginning. So I get it. You want to listen to Q102, say for the whole family. That's fine. There's a season for that. I am I am reading my kids certain books. They are they're safe. There's not a lot of like thrill or or scary factors. But I'm excited for as they mature to begin to broaden the horizons a little bit. And and music's going to sneak in, man. Like 
you can't, you cannot hold it all off. And I, I think that if you want to operate in fear of what's going to happen if my kids start listening to Cardi B, then I'm going to, you know, they're going to become raging um, atheists. Uh, no, but they may develop a sexual addiction that they're headed for anyway. So, you know, eyes up, folks. So I would say, as a young man looking into the future, music was this doorway, it's a doorway of initiation. There's all these other stories and lives that get told in every song and you can consume them way faster than most of the rest of the material you're being assigned at the time. You get through uh, hours and hours of music by the time you finish To Kill a Mockingbird and you have absorbed very different things along the way. And so like intentional and not sometimes music was uh, a doorway into trying to be present to my own story, trying to realize what the story was that I was going to tell, trying to see what I wanted to avoid, what I wanted to enter into and do that as imperfectly as I could. This clearly, you know, for those of you listening, I actually do have like a list of the folks we listen to a bunch that are like it's worship music. And I guess we just didn't go that way today. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll do a different one on that or maybe we can create the, uh, just the Spotify playlist that Ansons, what, what worship music Ansons is listening to and sort of get the pass, you know, bias a few years out of purgatory for that. Also, be, <laughs> I feel like the worship music playlist more than the rest of the music playlist are people who I think it would be cool to know and hang out with so I'm just sad that if we air that and then people know them my Odessa like, song or my Taylor Swift song of choice but that's fine T-Swift is very important and if you think I'm kidding I'm not um I, I don't know which ones I would point to because uh, they're all they're all blurred in some essence you know we've, we've already played some of them and others um bring words to something you're feeling in the moment and Again, like I, I just go back to the analogy from the very beginning of this. I, don't, I think if we want to fear it, there's definitely plenty of examples of art and power being misused. And I think our ability to be creative is one of the things that makes us most like God, whether that's procreation or creating arts or stewarding land and the creation that goes on there, like that has a profound power. And so as a person who's, wired to think about the ways that affects our memory and our minds a little bit more. Uh, I would encourage you to chase after the thing that is resonating with what you need to enter into and maybe feel a bit more intensely or need to turn away from and play this seasons where I'll just play things that I know I need, though I'm not there yet, whether that's worship or whether that's something beautiful, um, like the classic pianists and I, I will, I'll put that stuff on because it will help me align my mood to a better place. So I, yeah. It, it feels like such a shame to have a conversation about discovery when all of a sudden the artists begin coming to mind who were startling to discover. I didn't go find these people, but when like when the Nordic Ashger came into my ears one time mm-hmm in the shed that inspired me to build a shed. It was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think your thing is so important where you go, there, there, is, there is a warning label on this like there is on the other human faculties. Yeah. <laughs> go. Warning, you're a human being. The warning. Caveat emptor. Can music be a portal of incredible darkness? Yes, of course it can. Uh, should you be shrewd as well as you are curious Absolutely. 
And should you be curious as well as shrewd as you begin to respond to maybe the parts of a man's soul that are reflected in music that you haven't engaged yet? Yes, uh, you should because there are real riches to be had. There's a reason that the ancient epics are not even poems, they're songs. Like There's a reason that this carries such a, such a core part of, as you said, lighting the experience cigarette bumper sticker. That's a good thing. 